Welcome to the Haunted Hangover Podcast. Whoa, that was a loud one. <laughs> I'm Louie, and as always, I'm joined by my bud, Dave. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> it was a, listen, it's the first, it's the first new episode of the new year. Gotta start it with that energy. With Here that we are. Su- super, super energetic. Gotta, with gotta. That- what with, were you that new, with that new laptop energy that you have. <laughs> yes, I have a whole new setup. So, so I've got to, uh, I've got to, you know what? To, to match the the fast, the fast, uh, the new uh, way I'm running on this new uh, setup here. I had to bring the energy to life, okay. and it's a and it's a new year, so you got to keep it fresh. You know what I'm saying? That's right. You got you got to be loud. That's right, and, baby. <laughs> you got to be loud and and. Uh, and wake people up. Wake the listeners up because they haven't heard us in a few weeks together. So this is the uh, the the triumphant return of the Haunted Hangover podcast after uh, a few well, we weeks of we didn't we go didn't, anywhere. Yeah, I, I was sick. I still <laughs> so, have a cough. I had COVID first time. Yes. First time I ever got it. Yes, you're you're, you're getting over the vidi. Yep. So excuse Dave's uh, little cough. I might have a cough. I might have a little cough here and there, but <laughs> just let it out. Okay. It, it adds, it adds the ambiance to the, uh, to the show. A little, little Dave cough there, but yes, happy new year, Dave. Happy new year, bud. And happy new year to the listeners because happy new it year, is, it is a new people. year, 2023, the year of the pumpkin on this show. <laughs> just, I don't mm-hmm. even know what animal is this year. Look. And on the Chinese, there you go. You got the WCW uh, Halloween Havoc hat on, but yes, we're back, and it's also a special date. So there's a lot. There's a lot to celebrate because it is Friday the Thirteenth. If you're listening mm-hmm. to this on Friday the Thirteenth, when it's released, it's Friday the Thirteenth, and uh, we always do our our, our Friday the Thirteenth special, and we'll be getting into that. In, in a minute, but I, I, I wanted to uh, kind of do, I guess, what is it called? Housekeeping at the top of the show here, just to kind of. I've never, uh, <laughs> I've never heard that term. Go, well, go ahead. I, I'm pretty sure that's like a podcaster thing or a podcast okay. thing. I guess. Uh, <laughs> not that we're, we're not professional. Actually, no, we are professionals here, but. I don't I know the wanted, lingo. <laughs> I, I barely know the lingo, but yes, I just wanted to talk about a couple of things. Uh, the year 2023 and what we've got planned. Uh, all, all the great spooky stuff that you'd expect from the Haunted Hangover podcast with Dave and I. We've got episodes of Anthology Obscura coming. That might take a little longer. We're having some technical issues on that side of things. On that side of things with the uh, the other two with Chris and Sam, but uh, the other they, two, <laughs> the other two, they should be up uh, up and running back to normal very soon, and we should have some more uh, Anthology Obscura episodes. Uh, for the year 2023. Also, Tommy Valley. We debuted the Tommy Talk segment. I'm currently in the process of editing his third video. So, so, so Tommy Valley's been delivering the goods here at Haunted. Tommy Hangover Knuckles, as well. Tommy Donuts, Tommy Dollars, Tommy Dimes, Tommy Nickels, Tommy Ice Creams, <laughs> Tommy, <laughs> Tommy Waffles. I like Tommy Waffles. All right, Tom- I'm gonna start calling him that. Tommy, steal your girl. That's the most important. Tommy Egos, <laughs> hey, what up, Tommy Egos? Yeah, so so Tom's been uh, Tom's been putting up. Uh, he's been he's been putting together some videos 
Got that to look forward to over on the Haunted Hangover YouTube channel, as well as the video versions of all of our episodes. And uh, two other things to look forward to this year with the Haunted Hangover brand or umbrella, I, I guess is what you'd call it. Uh, there's going to be another okay. show, another new show that I'm not going to go in depth here because I just want to release it and see if people like it. But we're going to have a new show Fair. called it's going to be I'll tell you what it's called. It's called Haunted Hall. And that should be up uh, very soon this month. Keep an eye out for okay. that. Plus more haunt reviews and, and, and spooky attractions and things like that for me. And tons of tons of other shit. There's a lot got a lot planned. We, we took a couple weeks off from uh, recording i think the last episode we released on the podcast feed was a, a haunted mansion holiday review i did uh mm-hmm. solo a solo show um but we're back and 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 better than ever minus dave's cough and his <laughs> recovery yeah. and you know i i moved so you know it's just a little different for me because i'm not as uh I don't want to say not available. I'm just not it's just it's it's more of a process to to get a time down for us to record. So, but I'm not going anywhere. I'm sure I'm sure that'll be all sorted out in the months yeah. to come. So, once again, you got a lot to look forward to to the when it comes to the Haunted Hangover, just in general, not even just the Haunted Hangover podcast, just Haunted Hangover in general if you're a listener. Yeah. Also Patreon. You got to can't forget Patreon. We got to we got to uh, we have a couple of things planned. I might be doing a solo show that uh, I release early. Not I might be. I am going to be doing this show very soon uh, where you'll have early access to it on Patreon. And then you'll have it in the normal podcast feed maybe a few weeks later. But uh, plus the shows Dave and I do and maybe some more surprises in the future. Lots of lots of updates here at Haunted Hangover. Stepping it up in the year 2023. You looking forward Stepping to it, at, Dave? All the craziness, that house cleaning up. Uh, yeah, honestly, <laughs> that, that house cleaning up, house clean, housekeeping. I think is what it's called. No yeah. clue. We're the fucking worst when it comes Yo, to that lingo. <laughs> I, this this is a little this is a little random right here. Yes. So I know you you use Letterboxd, and um, I, I'm sure we have plenty of listeners that use Letterboxd. Yes. And. It's a great way to keep up with what you watch, what you want to watch, read reviews. It, it's a great app. I agree. Uh, I have to say, so we're 10 days into 2023, and I've already watched, I think, nine movies already. I, I'm, I'm up there, too. I think I'm around. I think we're tied. Nine apiece yeah. around that. Yeah. So keep it up. I, Crazy. You know, yeah, yeah, dude. Listen, if, you're, if you love movies, you should be on Letterboxd. That's what I'll say. I never used to, I never used to watch this many movies. Though. That's, why, that's why I brought it up. I was like... I can't believe I watched nine movies already in 2023. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be plenty more, and I'm sure we'll be. Yeah. I'm sure some of the movies you'll be uh, writing small little reviews on will be covering on the show in the future. So sure, I'm sure that's coming down the pipeline as well. But yes, yeah. it's it's Friday the 13th, popular uh, day for horror fans. Jason yep. Voorhees, all that good shit. We've done this three times now. Friday the 13th special from Haunted Hangover 2023. Friday the 13th special. Uh, I, I I have a feeling there's two of these this year. I think there's two Friday the 13th in 2023. I'm pretty that, sure. Hopefully I'm usually, right. Is it usually only one or is it usually two? I think last year there was only one. But I think this year there's two. One early in the year and then one later in the year. 
Uh, later in the year, I was actually thinking of us diving into one of the movies. I think that'd be kind of fun. We've, we've never done that yet. Um, okay. But, you know, as usual, we thought it'd be fun to kind of talk about some of our favorite Friday the 13th things or Friday the 13th adjacent because... We don't. We don't pick the most. Uh, or like they're very unorthodox. We don't go with. Dude, the they just have usual. to do with Friday the Thirteenth. I mean, let's <laughs> yes, just be real. Here. Point, That's it. There's just point. shit that has to do with Friday the Thirteenth. It, it's sort of Friday the Thirteenth. It's never <laughs> yeah. even really fully Friday the Thirteenth in our case sometimes. But we've been pretty honestly. Previous two episodes, we have, you know, we have dove into things that are Friday the Thirteenth related, yeah. like to the franchise specifically. Uh, this year, I think we definitely veered off a little bit. Which you have is to a branch out. You, you have, have to, to branch out. Because this shit gets boring. Talking about Jason yes, Voorhees. it does. 100%. Killing teenagers at a camp can get kind of boring. And just talking about your favorite things, it also opens up the conversation and makes it more fun for us on the show. For sure. But before we start jumping into some of our Friday the 13th picks or things that we like, or I guess just, right? It's like Friday the 13th association i guess because some of these this year we definitely went out of the box it's not i don't think many of our picks i don't think a lot of our picks uh have to do with the franchise the characters and shit like that it's very much outside of that circle yeah Uh, i thought it would be fun to open the show and talk about our favorite depiction of jason Voorhees in the series now if i remember correctly when we first did this, we talked about we ranked the films. We ranked from our, I, I believe, least favorite to favorite yeah. or favorite to least favorite. I, I forget. And then we also, the second time we did it around, we had Chris on with us. We, uh, we, we talked about our favorite kills in the mm-hmm. franchise. So I thought we'd open this show up by talking about our favorite version of Jason. And this was a very, this was hard for me. I'm not even going to lie. I had oh. to kind of, I had to, I know you, listen, you, you I, picked it before I picked it. You picked mine before I picked mine. Well, I knew we were going to do it. So I trust me. It took me a couple of days to really, like I was looking at pictures of Jason. I was like, ah, I like this one. I like that one. Uh, I knew who you were going to pick right away. Like I, cause I think you might've, you, I'm pretty sure you've mentioned it on the show before. Um, so I already knew who you were going to go with, but for me, it was tricky. Um, and, and I'll start. I'll start with my favorite depiction of Jason because I'm going to mention a runner up first. So I'm sort of cheating because I'm mentioning two, two picks. Uh, So my favorite, my, my runner up for favorite Jason look or depiction of Jason is the Jason from part four, Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter. Um, I just always like the, and honestly, he almost looks like the way he does in part three with the green, greenish shirt and like khaki pants. Get part four is the Corey Feldman one, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And with Crispin Glover dancing and doing all that crazy yep. shit. But I've always, I was always a fan of the Jason hockey mask with the axe mark in it and the blood. So that was sort of my runner up because I think Jason's look is kind of boring. He looks the same way he does in part three. They just gave him some added, you know, um, like added damage to the mask and to his clothing. But he doesn't really look all that different. Uh, but I am a big fan of Jason uh, Friday the 13th Part 4, the final chapter. So yeah, I, I, I kind of want it. They're all fun. We've talked about that at yeah. nauseum, too. 
Uh, but I would have to say that's probably, you know, my two picks are basically my favorite in the franchise uh, when it comes to the films and also depictions of the character. Okay. But my real my real pick after after really just kind of sitting and thinking about it, uh, my favorite depiction of Jason Voorhees is the and I call it the hefty bag Jason from Jason Takes Manhattan from 1989 portrayed by Kane Hodder. Now, the reason why I call him hefty bag Jason is because my man looks like a hefty bag in that movie. He's always shiny. If you look at like a black hefty bag. Yeah, he is always he, shiny. That is like, that's funny. <laughs> he, I don't know why I've always called it like he's always. So in the movie, you know, you've got Kane Hodder who he's always been a kind of a, a meaty kind of not. Uh, Jack, I don't know if jacked is the right word. He's a big dude. Big dude. I don't think he's tall. We, we've seen him at conventions together. He's not like I a think huge he's, guy. He's tall. He's definitely tall. I mean. Like maybe my height, like 6'1", like around that, like that. I don't think he's like that big when it comes to what what you would think of when you think of a like a Jason or a, a slasher movie killer. Something that you would see like in a Rob Zombie movie, like Rob Zombie's Michael Myers, who's like seven feet tall. But yeah. What I like about him, he's he's a, little, he's a little wide in that movie, and again the hefty bag look. He's always wet and slimy, yeah. which I, I, I do enjoy because it does play into kind of how he dies at the end of Jason Takes Manhattan. But I've always liked the slimy look. I like that you could see his forearms, right? That's what this is called, this area, because his shirt yeah. is is yeah, damaged. Yeah. It's damaged. To the point where you could kind of see the crustiness of his skin. Because in the continuity of the series, he was, I believe, under the water, chained from looking like a dinosaur in the previous yeah. installment. The dinosaur Jason Voorhees from uh, a New Blood. Is it New Blood? A new, yeah, the one with the uh, telekinetic yep, new blood. girl. Um, so... He looks very different in, in, in Jason Takes Manhattan. You could tell it wasn't John Carl Beekler who designed this version of Jason from, from Jason from Part 8. But I've always liked it. And I'm a big fan of the yellowish, yellow-tinted hockey mask that he steals from the couple on the boat who were having sex. Because technically, it's not his original mask. He steals it from that guy who pranks his girlfriend. Then I think he takes a... What is that shit called? The... Uh, Harpoon Har- to the harpoon. stomach. Yeah, harpoon yeah. to the stomach. And so technically he got like a costume version of his mask that he's wearing, which I always dug. And again, he's just nasty looking. I just like the wetness of the – he never dries. He never looks dry in the movie. And again, and I've talked about it on the, in, on the show before. I'm a big Jason Takes Manhattan fan, as stupid as the movie is. I fucking love it. So, yeah. I like it too. My, my favorite depiction. I, I don't know why. And this is – and you know, one more thing. This is the first time – that Jason teleports too, where he just is in one place yep. and a character looks that way and he's <laughs> fucking over there. He didn't yep. do that up until this point to my recollection. So yeah, it's just, at this, I think, I think they just went all out with the ridiculousness of the Jason Voorhees character at part eight. He's in fucking Manhattan on the boat, killing people and shit. So makes sense to just make the depict like the way he looks ridiculous to match the movie that he's featured in. <laughs> Come on, Roy. Get your hands dirty. So 
So my favorite depiction, and if you haven't seen part five, A New Beginning, spoiler alert. <laughs> I ha- I'm sure everyone. Yeah, we're giving spoiler warnings for something everybody knows. I'm, sure I'm just about. doing it to just be fair, just in case. It's just habit. I, I get right. That, so yeah, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is Roy Burns. I mean, Roy exhibits some of the best kills in the franchise. The prosthetic, like cowl or like neck. Yeah, it's weird. Like there's a strange. whole prosthetic done, it's like which shoulder, is cra- yeah. it's fucking it's like crazy. Shoulder pads and shit, right, to make him look. Uh, Make him look more intimidating. Yeah, it's I guess. wild. Yeah. yeah, and then the mask itself. I mean, the, with the blue lines, is mm-hmm. it's the best mask in the franchise, in my opinion. And, and it's funny, we you the mat like you brought up the mask from part four. I actually own like really sick replicas. Yeah, I think you've mentioned it on the show before. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty oh. sure you you've you've talked about your love for you know this Jason. I knew you oh, were yeah. gonna pick it. I knew this was gonna be your pick because. You know, you've talked about in the past, you've talked about how part five is your favorite because of how ridiculous and different it is from the rest of the franchise. If you think about it, the only other one, the only other film in the franchise that kind of changes the format where it's not actually Jason is Jason goes to hell. Probably when, you know, when comparing it to Jason, um, Friday the 13th yeah. part five. Um, but I, you know what I always found interesting about the Roy depiction of it, the, Oh, coveralls, the Michael Myers coveralls. He doesn't wear like, because Jason's not known for wearing that. That's more of like a Michael Myers thing. So I like right. how in part five, he's basically lifting Michael Myers' outfit when you think about it. Yeah. So it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy. You own a part and five mask too, right? I have a part four yeah. and a part five mask. And my part four mask is signed. I think his name's Ted White, the guy that played Jason in, in that movie. In part four? Nice. Yeah, in part four. It's, it's sick. You got to get your part um, five mask signed, man. <laughs> I, I don't know if that guy even does convention. Well, I don't know if it was Roy even. I Actually, I don't think it was. No, I, I think it's the somebody else. played Roy. No, um, it's somebody I'd else. Have to, we'd have, yeah, we'd have to, do, we'd have to look into that. Uh, the one that I have is signed, though. I don't know. It might be signed by the, the dude. I, I don't remember. This is so long ago that I got these yeah. masks. So, yeah. And then, just not to mention again, I also love that it's Roy. It's not Jason. So, yeah, yeah. I I know you. I know you champion that movie all the time, and just kind of that that storyline to kind of have the imposter, the imposter Jason running shit in that movie and killing people. It mm-hmm. is. I guarantee they had someone else portray like the Jason, like the killing part is probably like a stunt man. And then right. the actor oh, that played sure. Roy is only in those few scenes when he's like a paramedic. And then right. at the very end, which I always thought was weird because when you see him dead, when he hits the spikes at the very end and the rain's hitting him, you can't even tell it's the same dude. The shot is so yeah. quick and it's raining and it's dark that you can't even, it doesn't even look like it's the same person. I remember the first time watching Jason, uh, uh, I keep saying Jason, Friday the 13th, A New Beginning. I remember the the first time I watched that movie year a hundred years ago. I was like, "Wait, who's the fucking killer? Like, who? Wait, who was that?" Because honestly, without that follow up scene afterwards, you would you would forget that Roy was a thing in that movie because he kind of yeah. disappears halfway through. Like you see him a couple times, and then you don't see him for the rest of right. the movie until the very end, where it's revealed that it was him. You know, well, it, it, it is. It is. It is. Listen. When you really think about it, they tried something different. The execution probably could have been a little better. 
in reality, maybe kind of maybe one more scene with Roy so that the audience gets to know him maybe. a little bit better. That's always been my only beef with that movie. I do love part five, but I, I, I that was always my, my only beef. He could have used like one more scene because you do forget about him. You figure, I, at least I do. I mean, like, I think that's effective, though, that you forget about him. Yeah, I, I guess. But it does kind of come out of nowhere when you really think about it. It's just like, okay, he's the killer because they killed his son right. in the beginning. And well, he didn't know that was his son or some shit. He put him up for adoption. I, I forget the context. of. Well, I know that's why he did it. Well, you know, that, that's exactly why he did it. So this is a good segue into my one of my picks. I think I, think I should just go ahead and start talking about one of my picks because it's perfect. Go for it. Okay. So one of my favorite things about friday the 13th is if you do a little searching there is such a thing called the roy theory there is a theory that a new beginning takes place five years after jason's death and takes possession of roy burns roy burns is a paramedic who witnesses the aftermath of the killing of his estranged son joey throughout a new beginning we have jason Resuming his responsibilities of stalking and killing, and to our surprise at the end of the film, it's an imposter. It's Roy. Roy exhibits superhuman strength. This is where it gets interesting. He exhibits superhuman strength in the film, which is also related to Jason taking possession. Once Roy is killed, our bud Tommy Jarvis seemingly may be possessed. (laughs) To further this theory, we get plenty of Jason body swappings, and Jason goes to hell. Which I mentioned, funny enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that that's that is an interesting theory. My only issue with it is that they never follow it up in the in part no, six. I mean, so it's kind of like right. because Tommy Jarvis comes back, not possessed right. by Jason, right. wanting to kill Jason. They have that great scene in the uh, in the graveyard where he's digging up his body. And it's like, that's when zombie Jason, that's when he becomes zombie. That is a, zombie that is a fucking great scene. Oh, it's phenomenal. It's one of the, one of the best scenes in the franchise, I but think yeah, they, that's, they shot it in Corey Feldman's backyard. Really? I don't, I don't know because about he that. couldn't be in the movie. Well, you're thinking, about, the you're, mo- thinking about, you're thinking about part five. You're not thinking about part six. Part five no, is thinking where, about part part. Oh, no. wait, you're right. Yeah, part no, five. Part five is in the beginning of part five. Corey Feldman. That's right. You're right. I totally mixed the movies up. And then yeah, he's not in it. But, <laughs> but part six, they're also in a graveyard. Remember Tommy Jarvis? And right. When he sticks the uh, fence exactly, and, and the lightning hits it, brings Jason back to life. But just to rewind, that scene was shot in Corey Feldman's backyard. Yeah, I think I remember. I think I remember hearing about that because he was so busy with like the Goonies or something mm-hmm. like that. Where so he, he was busy with something and they they, they couldn't get him, so they shot it in his fucking backyard, which is they amazing. Had like, they had a few hours with him. Yeah, they got him in the movie just for continuity. It works. Uh, but back to this theory, it makes sense. I could see why you being a fan of Part Five, you know, being a huge fan of Part Five, you know, liking the concept of jason as a spirit being being responsible for possessing roy and then eventually tommy jarvis but again they never i almost wish they followed up with that in part six and made tommy maybe a killer you know dude it's so funny when you think about it all these franchises tried that shit at one point to make someone else like take up the mantle of the lead killer killer Halloween four. Remember like Jamie Lloyd kills her, like 
adopted mother at the end or stabs her. She doesn't kill her. She stabs her with the scissors. They wanted her to be the killer. Never happened. Tommy Jarvis. They wanted him to be the killer. Never happened. I'm sure, and I can't think of it right now, somewhere in A Nightmare on Elm Street, that happened where someone was possessed maybe by Freddy or some shit. And maybe they were, they were Freddy had a baby, right? A kid, a son or something at one point in one of the movies. Maybe he, they wanted him to be the killer and, and take up the mantle of Freddy Krueger and kill people. But never happened. And, and, and fan theories are always fun, too. Like, I like oh, 100%. When you read about these things and people kind of go real, like they, they, not that they overthink it, but they kind of add details that make the movie better. You know, there's entire YouTube no, channels uh, on these things. But it is an interesting, uh, it is an interesting concept. And honestly, I think it would be, it would have been cool if part five went into Jason Goes to Hell. Because then it would have made that would be even, cool. It would have made even more sense, but we would have never gotten part six, seven, yeah. and the glorious Jason takes Manhattan. So, you know, I just had so, a random thought. <laughs> what? It's very random. <laughs> I, I can't believe Linnea Quigley has never been in a Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, that is odd. Right? That is very odd. It just occurred. It just occurred to me. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, yeah, it's weird. Like, I think she would have been prime in the mid. Honestly, part five. That would have been the one where part five yeah. or six, she would have been. That was like also, prime, prime dude, Linnea Quigley time. Think about this. Part five has three. Is it three? No, yeah. it has two. No, it's two, it's two actors two, from yeah. Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. And then part six has. Tom, uh, I think his name's Tom Matthews. Yeah, he's from Tom Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, yeah, right. And then so. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm surprised that they didn't. Yeah, you know, they didn't even have her in any of those. Yeah, it's weird. You would think, you know, when was Return of the Living Dead? Eighty five, I think eighty five, eighty five. Uh, I don't 80, know. I, I, but I, I think around eighty five, eighty six, around that mid eighties. So I'm, yeah, it is strange that she never popped up in one of the movies maybe she looked too 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 older maybe she looked a lot nah. older than, than she looked young she played a teenager in night of the demons right they were they were in I high know. school so <laughs> yeah. she was probably like 25 in reality but all those actors were a lot older portraying yeah. teenage kids so yeah weird weird that she never got to be in one that's a good point i like that yeah. So my first pick for one of my favorite Friday the 13th things is a song and not a song on one of the soundtracks for once. It's not a, it's not, yeah, a, I never heard not, of this until the other day. It's pretty funny. So, so I want to say this. I, I do not listen to this band. I'll be honest. I'm not a big fan of their music. This is probably the, the only song I like from their catalog. Um, and I don't know much about the band. They're just one of these like thrashy horror themed bands that have been around for like 20, 30 years. But like if they're like one of those bands that were together in the 80s, broke up for 20 years and then got back together. You know, right. that, that, you know, how that that's happened to bands in the past. Yeah. Where, like they've been around for 30 years, but they like broke up and were on on hiatus for 20 of those years. So and the song's title is. 
Friday the 13th, part two. That's the name of the fucking song. And it's from the band FKU. But the U, I believe, is the Swedish U. To my knowledge, I might be completely Two dots over it or something? Two dots over it, yeah. So it's like FKU. And this is a band from Sweden. And the FKU, you know what it stands for? Can you guess, Dave? Can you guess? Just take a crack at it. What does FKU stand for? A curse word? No. Want me to tell Tell you? You're not going to get this. So the band's name, name FKU, stands for... And this is according to the internet. Because wait, 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 wait. Okay. Is it Freddy Krueger University? You are close. You are okay. close with the fir- with the name. Okay. But you're a way off with the university. So, <laughs> <laughs> so FKU. This is so stupid. Stands for according to what I read on the internet, Freddy Krueger's underwear. That's I amazing. Sh- I am not shitting you. That is the that is where the FKU the the acronym right acronym is when you when you I think agree, so yeah is Freddy Krueger's underwear. That's the name. That's where they get their band name from. I I tried to find some history or a bio as to why they chose this. Again, they sing about horror movies, so that's yeah, it kind of makes sense and and it's a thrash band that doesn't take themselves serious like it's not like slayer yeah or it's tongue in cheek or like exodus that you know they take them they take themselves serious like old school thrash band it's not that even though those bands don't even take themselves serious they, they're fucking talking about hell and shit but uh it's from the fk again fku and the album which is a concept album is is titled 1981 the entire album is based every title is a film that came out in 1981. Every song on the album is a horror movie that came out that year. Okay. So, yeah. So, so the, the actual song is a literal breakdown of every death that happens in Friday the 13th part through. It's, it's part pretty two. funny. Yeah, every, every, literally every death, even if the person died off screen, their, their death is, they mention it in the song. Yep. And I think it's fucking hilarious. It is. That, that, that's what the lyrics are made of. And I actually have some of the lyrics here. I'll read, I'll read one or two of them. So literally, this is it. One, Alice L. Hardy, head stabbed with an ice pick. <laughs> Two, Crazy Ralph, strangled with barbed wire. Three, Deputy Wilson, head stabbed with a hammer claw. And the last one I'll, 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 I'll read. Four, Scott, throat slashed with a machete. He's literally, there's more melody to the song when you're listening. I'm not doing it any justice right now at all. But I do like how it is pretty creative to just run down all the deaths. Yeah. In the film, and even the uh, and the chorus is really, really catchy. It's like two times the carnage, two times the terror, two times the fear. The body count continues on Friday the Thirteenth, which is the tagline for Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. So it's just a really creative song, a really cre- just kind of creative well horror, yeah, yeah, horror song. Again, I could see someone saying this is kind of corny, you know. Even to me, I'm like, oh, this is a little, right. little, little, a little cheesy, but. I had fun with it. It would be honestly a great pick for one of our Halloween 
playlist. Like it would work for that. But and I and you know it's funny. I almost put it in one of our previous Halloween playlists, but I wanted to save this song for there a Friday the Thirteenth episode. So. I was finally able to cash that chip in. You made the I, right <laughs> choice. <laughs> I made the correct choice. I also wanna I also wanna point out that the last like death that they talk about in the uh in the song, it says ten Paul presumed dead. Because we yep. never see what happens to that character yep. at the end of Friday the thirteenth part two. So we just I, I were guessing he's not you know, you don't find out in part three. So yeah. He's pre- presumed dead. You don't see him at the end of the movie. Um, one more thing I really like about the song, and uh, my best way of describing this, Dave, and you tell me if I'm wrong, okay. is there's kind of like this bridge. I It sounds very two-steppy part of the song. And uh, they literally use the like, or kick. And it sounds like a two-step part in an old-school hardcore song. Um, and I thought that was really that was really great. I was like, wow, that's good songwriting to it's sample that and then put that into that like bridge two steppy, two steppy part. Uh, but yeah, that, that's my pick. FKU Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. I recommend all of our listeners go on Spotify, go on Apple Music or YouTube, whatever. Actually, YouTube the lyrics video is hilarious because you see the actual deaths and then the lyrics. That's how I heard it. Yeah. Yeah, It's really fucking funny, but yeah, I recommend giving it a listen. If you love Friday the 13th, you more than likely will love this song. It's not Freddy Krueger university. It's Freddy Krueger's underwear. (laughs) (laughs) So, this was something that literally occurred to me the other night. And I was like, I never thought about why Jason had these colors in this specific rendition of Jason. And I decided to look it up and there isn't an exact answer, but there's a close I, one. By the way, when you, when you pick this, I knew about this. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know about this. Yeah. I knew so, about this. Yeah. So I'm choosing the, if you want to call him 8-Bit Jason, NES Jason, <laughs> whatever you want to call him. Yeah. The Friday the 13th Nintendo Jason, which came out in February of 1989. And now this is per game FAQs that I got this information from. Jason's purple and blue color scheme is believed to have been derived from a booklet that was distributed to moviegoers in Japan when Friday the 13th Part 3 was released. On the back of the booklet was an image of Jason in a purple outfit with indigo blue colors for his mask. <laughs> you could find this image. It's a great if you image. Look at it. Yeah, it's a with, really with good the, image. With the axe, right? Right. Like, yeah. right. And I guess, you know, being, being in a, you know, being that it, it's, this was like, a, I guess the foreign, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, marketing. They marketed it differently. And honestly, it never bothered me. That's what Jason looked like in the video game. I thought it was fucking cool. Yeah. Well, at this point, it's become so iconic. There's so much merch based on that look and those colors of Jason. Now, toys and T-shirts and posters of of that Jason. I I, I think I remember reading that they weren't 100. They thought that's what Jason looked like. I think they were almost confused. That that's what he like looked like in the movie. Well, that he was pr- blue, turquoise, purple, right, or whatever. That well, that was what, he, and he doesn't look like that at all in the movie. 
there's a rumor that I believe the name of the the game, the game company, whoever you know built the game, is called Altus or something. Yeah, I know LJN. I think distributed it. So, like yeah, the, I know yeah, they're the company that distributed the game. But apparently, I don't know about the developers. Yeah, that yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Apparently, the gaming system couldn't. It wasn't strong enough mm. to to compute the colors Jason wore. Okay. So that's why, like, Jason looked the way he did. But, I mean, listen, if, even if that's a stretch, I'm not mad. I, I, I really <laughs> do like like that version of uh, Jason. So you, you it's know, just interesting. You know, yeah, it is. The, to make him blue, <laughs> like turquoise, blue, purple, whatever, um, was an interesting choice. Like, the fact that they were cool. He almost looks like Barney running around wearing a hockey mask in the fucking game. I do want to say that those uh, – so I love, I think if you're listening to our show, you probably love that fucking game too. But the actual Friday the 13th game for the NES, I always loved how that Jason, you'd enter a cabin and you'd turn a couple times. He wouldn't be there. And then you make one turn, that little like tune, that music just turns on and then you got it goes off like an alert almost. And then you got to fight Jason punch out style like i always loved i just loved that like the way they set that up where like you're the counselor and you're kind of just scrolling left and right and then like throwing pebbles or axes or knives at jason trying to avoid getting hit with an just the entire setup plus the other thing about that game i always loved and to this day i think it's so effective is the i I don't know what we might have mentioned it on the show but the music just the, yeah. like the the creepy like when it because in the game it goes from day to night in that in, in in the in the game it changes and just there's one piece of music that's so eerie even to this day I feel like it would work in in a Friday the Thirteenth movie or horror movie if you used it and kind of redid the theme in a more creepy kind of more contemporary style uh, and it's it's great and that's a good pick man I don't think we've we've mentioned the game. On the show, yeah, we've never really spoke about it. Never spoke about it. Did you play it a lot as a kid? Well, listen, if you want me to do my last pick, because not yet, not yet. Don't don't spoil it yet. Don't spoil it yet. But yes, Uh, yes, I I have definitely played this game. Yeah, and and I know uh, when we first did our Friday the Thirteenth special, I talked about my love for the Friday the Thirteenth game that came out. I think in twenty sixteen. That game is fun. and how much I loved it. And in that game, I don't remember if I mentioned it um, in that episode, but there was a skin for yes, Jason I do. I, I that, looked, that. that looked like this version yeah. of Jason from the NES game. He even had retro uh, music that would play from Mitch Murder, which we've talked about on the awesome. podcast too. So yep. he, like Mitch Murder composed a little piece of music. Anytime that version of Jason was attacking you. So look, dude, even in the new game, they had to honor the look of that of that Jason from the old yeah. NES game because of how important it is to the history of Jason Voorhees. So that was a that was a good pick, and I'm glad yeah, we got you. to talk. We got we, I'm glad we got to show some love to the uh oh for sure eight, to the eight yep. bit Jason. Not even mutant criminals can stop Casey Jones. My second pick of one of my my favorite Friday the 13th things that has nothing to do. This has nothing to do with Friday the 13th is Casey Jones, the <laughs> the everyone's favorite vigilante 
from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, did you know he first debuted in 1985? Wild. He's been around that yeah. long. Yep. And, and and Casey Jones has always been one of the most popular characters, even more so, I think, sometimes than the Turtles themselves. Like, he is He's always... Cool. Casey Jones is always featured in anything Ninja Turtles related. They just released this new game. Uh, I, I think it's uh, Shredder's Revenge on mm-hmm. the Nintendo Switch. I have it. And when you beat the game, one of the unlockable characters... It's it's Casey Jones, and That's you get to sick. play as him. I think I have it fighting. too. That's yeah, sick. It's so good, it's so good. But yes, Casey Jones. Again, he debuted in 1985. He's been around a long time. He's a a, a basically a pat parody, and I'm I'm paraphrasing some stuff I read offline. He's a parody vigilante type character. Um, you know, he debuted in the old Ninja Turtle comics, and eventually showed up in the animated series that we all know and love, and in the films, every almost every version, every live action version of the Ninja Turtles films, there is a Casey Jones in there somewhere. And usually he's got long hair. He he wears like these cut off gloves. Mm-hmm. His weapon of choice is or weapons, I should say, are just a plethora of sports tools or he uses baseball bats golf hockey clubs sticks, hockey sticks cricket cricket, cricket uh, paddles cricket paddles he uses anything he wear I, I, it doesn't even wear hockey pads or something sometimes in some depiction he's got some sort of I like think a, so and well, he, he had carries like a, yeah, the bag yeah yeah, yeah yeah he uses a golf bag to carry all his weapons in but the signature piece on his wardrobe which which leads me to the reason why I picked him is that he wears a hockey mask. He yep. legit wears a goalie hockey mask. And if you think about it, 1985, that's prime Jason Voorhees time. Like that's yeah, it is. Jason was, was again, 85 Friday. The 13th was in full, st- like full steam ahead. They were making movies. I think almost every year. Yeah. So, you know, Jason Voorhees was in pop culture, in the zeitgeist. He was out there. Everyone knew him. Kids knew him. And as a kid, dude, I always just f- was infatuated with the character of Casey Jones because he looked like Jason Voorhees. I think, I think most <laughs> most kids were. Like, it was oh, like, this he, guy's yeah. badass. Yeah. And I had the figure, and I had like you know, I, you know, actually have my figure right over there. But well, I'm not speaking gonna of the go figure, of yes, does the original figure, the, I think it's Playmates that put him out. Does it? It came with loose figure. Uh, uh, what's it yeah. called? It came with like loose weapons, stick. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. I was and trying was to figure like a, that out. He wears like a blue shirt, yeah, and like green pants. He's literally right there. I can see him. Uh, my 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 figure of my Casey Jones figure from the '80s, but. Yeah, dude, I always associated him with Jason just because of the hockey mask. And, and, and there was no ways or like no way around it back in the day. I would see the figure and be like, oh, that's Jason. And even as a kid, when I play with my like action figures, I'd pretend that 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 Casey Jones figure was Jason before I could get before I could even get a Jason Voorhees figure, which was like not till the late 90s. I was already not even playing with figures when they had movie maniacs. And you yeah. can buy legit, like Jason Voorhees action figure, um, but I, you know, the whole hockey mask thing and having him wearing and on the TV show, 
the animated series that we grew up watching, he never removed his mask. To my knowledge, the I didn't character, know that. I, I don't think he ever did. I, I, I'm pretty sure in the animated series, to my knowledge, from what I remember, he never took the mask. Like, the character never removed the mask. Now, in the movies, it always upset me that in the original, you know, the original uh, TMNT movie, Casey Jones wears the mask twice, but then takes it off. Like he's unmasked the whole movie. And it was always a yeah. bummer to me. I was like, keep the fucking, keep it on Casey Jones. And even they, they released like a animated film, I think in like 2008. And they did the same thing where they, I guess they want to make him look less sinister. And it's yeah, again, it was, like a little more humane yeah. or something. I don't know. So they made him take the mask off. And I always am like, dude, keep the fucking hockey mask on. That's what makes him fucking cool. That's what yeah. makes him like a badass. That's what makes the character. And yeah, man, I, I just wanted to talk. I wanted a reason to talk about Casey Jones. It's fair. And me associating, you know, the character with Jason. Just there's no way, you know, I'm pretty sure most of our listeners and I would love to hear from people. If you listen to our show, please let us know in the comments of the video or on Instagram, wherever. If you, when you were a kid, just associated Casey Jones with Jason Voorhees, because I definitely did you, Dave. I, I don't even know yeah, if you answered sure. that. Like it just that's what always came to mind, and and I just wanted to to have a reason to talk about Casey Jones and just kind of you know yo. And one more thing about Casey Jones, and one of the toughest scenes in a movie is when he saves the turtles. In the movie, remember in the scene where everything's on fire from the Foot Clan, and Casey Jones comes in. He not you don't remember the original movie. I have movie? to watch it again. Oh, yeah, it's probably I have been to years for you. Again. Okay, yeah, yeah, dude. He comes. He like breaks the door down, and he goes in there with the hockey mask. And there's like fire, and the Foot Clan's there, and he's like saving him because I I remember when, like, this. Yeah, yes. When, and that piece of music that sick plays, and I think it's when mm-hmm. Raphael's all beat up. Great, great scene. It's just a visual of like Casey Jones going in there and beating the shit out of everybody. Just fucking dope. Casey Ju- Casey Jones is awesome. So just want to show him some love on the Haunted Hangover podcast. I, I also think there was a hardcore band in like the early 2000s yes. called Casey Jones. There was. They're fucking good too. Come on. Come on, chicken shit. Come on, I'm standing here waiting. Come on, you pussy. Now, these two picks are, are they're synonymous with each other. Because uh, they are memories that will always remind me, and ob- they obviously have to do with Friday the 13th. And no, it is not the Goonies 2 story. <laughs> These are another stories. So back when I was about 10 or 11 years old, we used to play like Little League Baseball, and the league was called MAA. And every year, they used to do like a fair. So like it would be this giant fair with rides and you know snack stand food and just kids being shithead kids and whatever. So behind the snack stand there was a big building. It wasn't just a snack stand. It was a snack stand. It was a bathroom. It was an office. A whole bunch of shit. There was a little like alleyway slash street and behind you know and behind the street was this dilapidated building and it was a small building and I remember. A bunch of my friends and I were back, like, we're hanging out back there doing dumb shit. And <laughs> bad kid we, shit. <laughs> bad kid shit, for real. And one of us was like, yo, I think I see Jason Voorhees back there. <laughs> and we were just like completely convincing ourselves Jason Voorhees was in the in the building. And we were just like throwing rocks at the building and 
like screaming shit like, yo, Jason, why don't you come out here and try to kill us now? And <laughs> I love how you guys just were triggered to throw shit at a building because you guys gassed yourself up enough to believe Jason That's was exactly in the what we did. And we're just cursing, yo, Jason, you fucking pussy. Why don't you come out and try to and fight us all? You can't take us all on. And we're just screaming. And then, sure enough, there was nobody back there. We're just, we're just being idiots. Oh my god, that's fucking amazing, <laughs> dude. I love how. You guys were calling Jason a pussy, and it would have been great if someone actually came out with like a right? like Jason mask but or something like, like that. That would be incredible. That would have been fucking incredible, yeah. But like, imagine, like, uh, imagine there was someone that was dressed. Like, why would we think that Jason Voorhees would be hanging around in an abandoned building next to a little league baseball field, just <laughs> waiting for people? Like, <laughs> but what's what's funny is you were were you were probably old enough to know that this is a fictional character. I'm guessing probably. you guys still believe that Jason. Yo, was I remember out it. I can building. remember how the night looked. Everything, <laughs> just throwing That's rocks and pieces great. of brick and shit at the building is really funny. That is fucking and, funny. And now, and now this will lead into another memory where this is now. This is er, this is earlier. This is probably, so 89, the video game came out. So this is probably like nine, I would say I was. Like maybe it was 90 or 91. So down the block from my house, there was this kid that he didn't live in the house very long. It was him and his family. And I think he had like a brother or two brothers or some shit. And they had the, the... the Friday the 13th video game for Nintendo. Mm. So like we, I'd go there and knock on his door and like, we'd hang out and shit. We'd play. And I remember his cousin, whose name was Louie was <laughs> staying. That'd be funny if it, this turns out to be you. And his cousin <laughs> was staying with them for a little bit. So when I'd go to the house and we'd play the game, which by the way, was not fucking possible, especially when you're eight or nine years old. It was that really game was difficult. hard as fuck. Yeah. We just would try to play the game, like just beat it with every, try to beat it with every single character. And I remember his cousin like annoying us. He was a little bit older. I think he was like just being a dickhead. And I remember we would one day we went outside we were like done playing the game and we had gone outside to like play and then we came back and his cousin was inside and we just started taunting his cousin. We were just like, oh yo, Louie, won't you get outside, you fucking idiot? Won't you come outside? Stop playing the Friday the 13th video game. Yeah, Louie. Louie, Louie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you guys are really shitty to this guy. <laughs> Nah, he had it coming. I think he was being a dickhead to us. That's why oh we were my being God. dicks. But the best part is, even the kid's cousin was fucking t- was making fun of his cousin and talking shit. Oh my God! All because he <laughs> wanted to sit there and beat the Friday the Thirteenth. Nah, he was he was like annoying us. Like he wouldn't let us play the game. As someone named Louie, I've been hearing Louie Louie for uh, my <laughs> my entire life. So and that could be very annoying so i i uh i i pro- i feel his pain wherever this but other I, louis is my funny the fun to me the funniest part is that his own family member family members were taunting we're, him 
we're talking shit to him just to bother yeah. him. That's hilarious. It's funny. I feel like people our age, all we all have memories of playing this Friday the Thirteenth. I have a memory with like with neighbors, and right. the Friday the Thirteenth game. I remember like maybe four or five of us sitting in front of a giant, you know, box TV in a dark ass room, and I remember being a little intimidated by the well, game, how especially else would you play that game. Oh, no, of course. That's how, that's the way you should be playing a Friday the 13th <laughs> yeah. game in 1990 or whatever. Um, but I just remember sitting there and and that intro to kind of go back to the game. It's great. Uh, you know, that intro with the little mask and the knife flies the knife, into it. Yeah. Just like the cover of part four. Again, very, very scary shit, man. Like, no. you know, it's so funny. When you look at it now, it's not scary at all. But at the time... That shit was yeah. creepy. When you're creepy a little kid, you don't fucking know any better. And also, yeah, I just love how blunt it was when you died. You and your friends yeah. are dead. Game over. Yeah, and when you defeat Jason, it says, you defeat you defeated Jason, I think, for now or some shit. Yep. Like, he'll be back soon or some shit. I love how there's no hope even in the game. No. So, no. <laughs> even they knew Jason will be back. Yep. So, fucking crazy. G- great game. That was a fun story. I still, I'll be honest, between the two stories, the one of you guys just throwing shit at a building thinking Jason was Dude, hanging out in there. I can't remember the both of them. <laughs> I just, just love how you guys were just being shitty kids and throwing shit at a building, taunting. I love how both stories involve you guys taunting, taunting. people. Yep. <laughs> yes. One taunting an invisible fictional character that's not there and some guy with my name. Dude, nice. the, the next time, the next time that we're, uh, I'm in New York and you're in New, uh, you know, like you're there when I'm yeah. in New York, I'll take you to where it is because it's I could I could show you exactly where we were, where we were standing, <laughs> where we were throwing the rocks at. It was it's we're amazing. gonna re, we're gonna recreate we're gonna recreate it. Throw, it. We're gonna throw rocks at a building and taunt Jason. That's maybe right. J- maybe Jason will emerge this time. Who knows? Jason and friends. So my third and final pick is the Jason and Friends faux cartoon or faux 80s, 70s, 80, 80s cartoon intro. So this is from the artist, and I'm probably going to butcher his name like I normally do, but his name is Mike Chiechi or Chiechi. Okay. Sorry, Mike. I, I'm, I'm butchering, butchering your last name there. And I believe his account is called Frank's Kids. That's the name of his brand. And, I, and he's okay. an artist. And his entire page is made up of kind of animation in that old Scooby-Doo. It looks like Scooby-Doo, yeah. Yeah, like Hanna-Barbera style, you know, good, like Saturday morning cartoon type aesthetic. And he's got a lot of shit. I even think he's like... From when I looked recently, he had like new, like, like not IP related. So this was like his original creation characters right. on there. But a while ago, he created a faux Saturday morning cartoon for a show called Jason and Friends. And this shit honestly is done so well that I wish it was a real thing. So you've got Jason there, kind of like super friends with Superman and Batman and all that, and a bunch of counselors. And since this is Jason, of course, he starts fucking killing 
all his friends <laughs> because yeah. they're counselors. But my favorite aspect of of and it's so funny because there's shots of like Jason riding a horse dressed as a cowboy. The one with in his space machete. is my favorite. There's one of him in space with but his my mom's fucking head. Yes, that's my favorite aspect is that his <laughs> mom's head is one of the characters on this faux show, and she's just floating around and winking at the camera. And there's this funny bit where uh, two of the counselors pop up next to Jason in a shot. And the music in this intro stops because he grabs both of their heads and just starts bashing it together a million times. And then he stops. The music continues. Then he bashes it again. Shit is so funny. And, And it's just done so well. The attention to detail in this intro... It, I was bummed that this guy didn't produce an entire just fan-made episode of this show because I think it would have been amazing. Uh, I, I do want we'll to get something one day. Maybe. From if somebody. To, yeah, if you go to his page, he's got a bunch of stuff with, like, you know, the Peanuts, like Charlie Brown, you know, with my, as Michael Myers. I think there's yeah. one where Lucy turns into Michael Myers. But my favorite one, I just wanted to mention in another video, he put really short – he did a a Freddy versus Jason in the style. Funny enough, second time I'm mentioning this game. Very video game heavy episode yeah, of it our is. this this Friday the Thirteenth special this year has got a lot of video game references. But he did a Freddy versus Jason in the style of Mike Tyson's Punch Out, and you know That's how amazing. and you've got you've got the uh, little Mac is Freddy. And then was I Glass Joe or whatever is yep. Jason, and then he beats the shit out of you know out of Freddy as Little Mac, and then you know how in the original game it was Mario like Mario comes out and he's the ref. I yes. don't know if you remember that or not. Yes, it's yes, yes. it's it's Chucky. Shit's great, and this is like a short. It's literally less than a minute long, but this guy does a fantastic job, and and I remember this being past. Now this is an old video. This came out at least. I'd say maybe three, four years ago. But I remember this being shared a lot on social, on Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. And it was just a great, great little short. Wish it was a real thing. I don't know Frank's kids. I, I, don't, I don't know the guy, Mike Chiechi. But, uh, yeah, I don't either. If he ever were to listen to this, to this, this show... You did a fantastic job. It warmed make a my full, heart. Make a full episode. <laughs> make a full episode of Jason and Friends um, with with Jason's mom winking at the camera. It would be glorious. And, I, and you know, again, it it it's it's technically not part of the franchise, but it's still. This is probably besides the video game one of the most Jason centric things we talked about this year on the Friday the Thirteenth special. So I just wanted to. Uh, to shout it out and, and, and put some uh, put some shine on it, even though I'm pretty sure it, it got a lot of attention because it is really Woo-woo. well done. It is really well done. What did you think of it, Dave? Like, I liked it you a lot. Had, you had never seen this, right? I don't think so. Like it looked familiar for a second, and then I was like, hmm, I don't know if I did see this or not. <laughs> but I did like it a lot. I just liked that his mom, like when they're in the spaceship. And yeah. his mom's head is in the fucking. It's like she's a, got like a. Like, she's got like a, a, right. a helmet on her, uh, yeah. like an astronaut helmet on. It's, it's just fucking, fucking hysterical. Yeah. I actually have a T-shirt. I forget what. Com- it might have been Electric Zombie or Eight Bit Zombie. I know the shirt companies. you're talking about. I have had it for years. I bought it a mm-hmm. long time ago, and it's like it's like it's like uh, 
a similar style. But it's the same it's all shit. Yeah. slasher killers in the Saturday Just morning done cartoon in the style. style. Yeah. yeah, there's like Jason and Michael Myers and Freddy and Chucky and I think like Norman Bates or something. There's a bunch of them. Uh, but yeah, it should be a real thing. Come on, come on, Frank's kids, make this a Do real episode. It. So that was our Friday the 13th special for 2023. Once again, keep an eye out for a bunch of new shit from Haunted Hangover. And as always, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Haunted Hangover. Also, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash hauntedhangover31. And if you can rate and review us, that would be greatly appreciated. And on behalf of the entire Haunted Hangover crew, we'd like to wish you a happy Friday the 13th. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is... I probably did that wrong. (laughs) Catch you guys later. Shh.